Hey everyone, welcome to the fifth episode of podcast season two, Aliens Invade Gender Norms, a special all-women episode. introducing ourselves to the audience so just tell us your names departments also share us a short a story you had that's related to today's topic which is gender norms so I'll start first hi everyone I'm Leanne from PR media and I'm also like the semi host for today's episode so a short story that I had uh, that I heard from my mom is that when I was young um, some relatives, some relatives from my dad's side actually talked behind my mom's back. Like they said something like, "Oh, why wasn't I a boy but a girl instead?" So um, yeah, what they did was pretty ridiculous. And um, maybe they want someone to like inherit the family's name or like you know the bloodline goes on. You guys know what I mean, right? But yeah, it was pretty bad and and my mom was quite mad at that time. So this incident made me realize that even in the 21st century, there's still someone who has like very conservative and traditional mindset. Yeah, what about you guys? Hi guys, I am Charlotte from PR Media. A little background about me, I have two sisters, an older sister and a younger sister. I have no cousin and so there isn't much comparison to make in terms of gender in my family. What about you? Alright, hi guys, I'm Peggy from PR Welfare. So personally for me, when I was growing up, whenever there were these like huge family gatherings where like, oh we'll all just go to a relative's house, there will always be this one relative that would call all the girls, like all the younger girls, be like, oh come out and help in the kitchen. And then I remember once I asked like, oh what about the boys, should I call them to help too? And the relative just said, oh they're just boys, it's not necessary, so it was like, what is this gender norm here? Yeah. Oh, alright, I guess I'm the last and also I'm Chichi from Priya Media. Yes, I play Genji and no, there's a Genji character that has the same name as me. And like, something about me is uh, before I cut my hair like super short, I've always had like medium to long hair. And then after I finally had courage to cut it, it was supposed to be something to be happy about. But then people were saying stuff like, OMG, did you get dumb girl? And then I was like, bruh! Like, it's not that deep. And <laughs> I just wanted to try something new. And then like, why is it that when girls cut their hair, it's a heartbreak moment. Then when guys grow their hair out, no one bats an eye. <laughs> okay, anyway. Moving on, we'll be talking about expectations laid upon us growing up as girls. And then it'll be something about uh, gender stereotypes like how girls are too emotional and cry a lot while guys are like big boys don't cry or they'll get made fun of <laughs> so for me i've never really fit in the societal expectations of girls and usually girls are expected to like dress femininely be obedient graceful and kind and <clears throat> since we're talking about the ideal image of a girl let's do a little thought experiment so now close your eyes and then imagine you're walking past a cafe in the streets. Looking through the window, you see a woman in the cafe. Now, take time and think of as many details as you can as you picture this scene. <clears throat> now, let's reflect on the woman you saw in your imagination. So, what do you see? 
what is she doing in the cafe? And then how is she dressed? Is she wearing makeup? And what race is she? Now, whatever your response to my question is, do not judge yourself for your answer. Because we tend to imagine either people who are like us or who are considered the norm in our society. And then I would guess that many of you probably picture a woman with like long hair, wearing light makeup uh, and a dress and then sipping on latte with cute art on it. And then most likely someone with stereotypical feminine features. <clears throat> this proves that most of us have traditional gender stereotypes heavily enforced in our minds. Because if it was me, I have short hair and then I would probably be wearing like oversized t-shirts and baggy pants, then stressing over my assignments and then sipping on my last straw of copy open. <laughs> yeah. So <clears throat> and then like growing up, I've always had like a more masculine personality and I've been told that I should not play video games and need to know how to do chores and cook or else no one would marry me and then leave building and repairing things to the male species <laughs> then honestly, I can do the cooking, the cleaning and the building so we should just teach both genders how to cook and build regardless of their genders yeah yeah, yeah I agree, those double standards should definitely go um, personally for me, I think I grew up like hearing a lot of remarks about how a woman like should be and like all these impossible expectations like they'll be often be saying oh you can't be too loud or too quiet too chubby or too skinny or like too sexy or too much of a prude and oftentimes these statements they'll be combined with like oh or else you won't be able to find a husband or else you wouldn't be able to marry as if that's like the whole point of like doing anything or being anything as a girl right and I remember once there was a teacher who told my friend not, not to laugh so loudly or else like she wouldn't be able to like find a husband and I just remember us girls were just so offended by that yeah and another time it's like a baby cousin was being told by um, her mom like all these like like all the statements that I said earlier with with the phrase of like oh there's no one want to marry you it's like she's 10 Bruh. and you're telling her these things like Bruh. you are you are enforcing these gender norms like when she's just 10, you know? And other than that, it's, it's like mostly from green parents or elders who like give a pressure to marry and have children at a certain age. And, and it's like, as, it's not as if, it's, it's not as if marriage and having children is all that a woman is built for, right? I mean, she can do it in any time that she wants, any time that she's comfortable with. And then they would often end up criticizing like my female relatives who have sort of like were pressured into marrying and they are clearly unhappy so they will often say like oh maybe you shouldn't have married instead but I'm just here in my head like I wonder who forced them into marrying you know at this certain age yeah and there's always that expectation for like a woman to put her family and like her household before like her career or herself or like, anything else and like I think that this standard is not often seen like in men so like why is it that um, men are allowed to have like balance of both or like to prioritize themselves over like their family whereas women they're usually not socially allowed to yeah i also have similar experience as what peggy said i'm expected to be ladylike but i don't really like spending time on choosing what to wear how to tie my hair or what shoe to wear i usually just wear a t-shirt and long pants <laughs> my parents always remind me to bother more about my image I guess it's because of the self-impression that is gonna 
give people, the way you present yourself in front of other people will affect how they think about you and how they will treat you. But for me, I think that t-shirt and leggings are the best combination without compromising too much on comfort. As an Asian girl, people normally assume that you know how to cook. But I don't. <laughs> I'm afraid of the fire and I'm scared that I'll burn myself. Being unable to cook is a huge disadvantage. Especially now in college, I have to cook for myself. Otherwise, I have to eat in the same place which is Rock Cafe almost every day just because I don't know how to cook. The biggest question that I ask myself almost every day is where to eat? <laughs> to be honest, there are certain expectations from people that are prejudiced but sometimes they can be constructive. Mm, what about you, Leanne? So for me, I actually experienced something a little different from you guys. So I have like cousins who are very academically gifted and they are like just generally all-around individuals. So growing up, I experienced this kind of constant um, competition and comparison between me and my cousins. So of course I received a lot of expectations for me to do good in my studies as well and also me giving myself this pressure to be as good as them or even outdo them. But um, as I entered college or like high school or college, I realized this um, academic competition actually transitioned from an individual thing to like a gender thing. So um, as, I'm a, uh, as I'm a STEM student, I often hear people comparing between girls and boys and they often expect very less or very much from girls. It's like very extreme, too very extreme. So um, I also like heard people saying that Oh, boys will eventually get better grades when they get sorted into the science room. So like, I felt quite offended when I heard something like this because like, why did you assume something so like, so stereotypic? And why did you even think that girls can't do as good as boys? Or why even have like this kind of thinking that um, different genders will have, will do different, will do, will, will not do as good? Like, why do you have this thinking? Mm -hmm. So. Um, as like a competitive individual, I do try to break this gender stereotype but surrounded by this very stereotypical environment and hearing all these comments from people around me, I do, I do, I'm like afraid that I can't um, achieve all the expectations laid on me or even like achieve the targets that I set for myself. So like, um, it's a it's a permanent fear that uh, that is inserted on me that I can't do as good, and yeah, that's like what I'm experiencing right now. Yeah, yeah, I can definitely relate with that. Like in a lot of academic settings, there's always a higher expectation for girls compared to boys. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, um, moving on, I think fortunately as we grew older, a lot of us like we grew more comfortable in, into like our own skins. But it was not an easy process. There was a lot of judgment, am I right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Personally, for me, um, when I when I became sure that marriage and children it wasn't like a must-do thing in my life, and I, I had no intention to for force myself into doing it at a certain age just to be like socially accepted I guess um, and, when, and when people heard this they just treated me as though like I didn't know better as though I was just like um, going through a phase and it's just and some of them would act as though like I was going to become an old cat lady and die alone and that's, I'm just that's like so that's great yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's kind of great you know, you know cats are very viable <laughs> yeah 
Um, but I think, like what I think is that, first of all, I did not say that I would not marry at all. I would simply, I simply said that it's not a compulsory thing, but they're reacting as though I'm not doing it at all. Um, another thing is that I hate living my life according to like how someone says I should, or like, oh, you should marry by the age of 30. It's like, what if I don't want to, you know? Yeah. And another thing is that when my ambitions became clear to the people around me, because um, in nature I'm a very ambitious person, I have a lot of goals and dreams, um, half of the people would try to convince me that I should settle off for less, be less of a um, quote-unquote career woman. But the thing is, um, I'm fully capable of achieving my dreams and they know it too. So like, why are you like, trying to tell me that I should like, you know, give up some of my hopes, right? And once again, it feels like they're just pushing the um, perspective that women should be only um, providing love and care rather than like doing things for herself as well. It's like, why can't they be selfish the way that a man is allowed to be, like the way the man is not criticized for, right? And another half of the people that um, I told would say that, oh, you make your husband proud someday. And it's like, is that all my achievements are worth of like making a person proud? You know, it can be worth so much more than that. It can be just making myself happy, right? Yeah. And and, I, and because um, I'm interested in law, so often people that instantly link it to criminal law and they'll say, oh, um, it's a bit difficult for women because women are too emotional to um, be able to be unbiased or to defend um, a client that they know is guilty. And <laughs> first of all, first of all, there's that there's that implication that being emotional is a bad thing, but it's really not because it just means that you are um, comfortable with your emotions and can deal with them in a, in a healthy way. And another thing is that who's to say that a man can't be emotional or that a woman can't be calculated, right? It's just once again another gender norm. So true, Peggy. So it's slay queen. <laughs> okay. So like, yeah, men or whatever gender you are, your feelings are valid, and it's always okay to cry. Yes. So for a part of my story, well, when I was in high school, I kind of had like a rebellious teenager phase. Oh. Yeah, I tried to fit in by like following trends and doing what I didn't like to do, and like what the majority of girls are doing. And I actually felt really uncomfortable doing it and I personally did not enjoy that phase at all. Ew. <laughs> I went through like five stages of grief. <laughs> but then like reflecting on my past self kinda like made me who I am today. Yeah, I started to discover more about myself and practice self-love. And then like thanks to my reverse teenager phase, my parents were like very overprotective of me. Family became much more open-minded and then let me be the independent person I always wanted to be. Otherwise, I'd probably still be stuck in a traffic jam every day just to go to school. Yeah. <laughs> and like right now in college, uh, I'm still an introvert, but then I genuinely love spending time alone and then enjoy the mouse moments I have in college. Oh my god. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. People judge and think that, oh my god, you poor little thing, that's so sad. You need to eat alone, you need to go to places alone. But then like, I've developed a mindset that I don't care because no one cares about anything else other than themselves because when you think that people are judging, you are still thinking about yourself. So like 90% of the time, you're just thinking about yourself. Yeah, <laughs> no one cares. <laughs> yeah, and by going out alone, I can like recharge my social battery and then 
and get to go anywhere I want without worrying about anyone's needs. Mm. And one thing for sure is that going out alone is much better than going out with a friend who is not living in the moment. Like, when you hang out with a friend and then they are like texting their partner, yeah, when you're like sitting right front of them and then they just don't talk to you, like, bro, what is that for? Like, you could just talk to me, but then you text them every day and you see me once a month. Anyways, yeah, lady, so going out alone, solo adventure is much better than a bad company. So I do encourage having a date with yourself, in, even though people say it's dangerous because, well, mostly because of men who think that it's okay to catcall and sexual harass women. But anyways, just to take safety precaution, just bring like pepper spray, pepper spray with you and then like, um, tell your friends your location, yeah. Yeah. And but anyways, you get to explore the places around you and you get to learn so much more about yourself. Yeah. Nice. Time to love yourself, ladies. Yes. yes. <laughs> For me, my ambition is to become an engineer. When people hear the word engineering, immediately they'll think about males. Yeah, I do agree that engineering has more men than women in that field. But how does that affect me being an engineer? I'm okay with being in STEM and I enjoy doing math. Why would people think that engineering is something that only men can do? Maybe people think that women are more irrational than men. Maybe people think that women are lesser than men. Maybe women ourselves are not brave enough to go against these unfair norms. Maybe, who knows? Now, I'm taking further maths as one of my subjects in A-level. I'm glad that all my classmates, male and female, respect me and do not look down on me. I believe that this situation is becoming more encouraging and that it will be much more better in the future. Yeah. What about you? So I actually have this real experience with Charlotte because I'm also taking further maths. So um, for me, when I told people that I'm doing further maths, um, a lot of them was like very shocked and they go like, Whoa, um, you're going to be like so good, but you have to work very hard to do very well in further maths. Like, okay, their reactions, it, it doesn't really boost my uh, confidence, but mm-hmm. rather it uh, makes me quite like doubtful about myself because like I spent a very long time. Like I, I think I spent about a month to finally decide to take further maths. So um, I still doubt on my decision, like I, I'm still not sure if I did the right choice. So their reaction was like a constant reminder to me that I, I'm aware that for the maths is hard, but their reactions are like, it's just keep coming to me. It just, they just keep telling me that, oh, for the maths is hard, for the, for the maths is hard. It's like, yeah, and that doesn't feel good at all. And also when I told um, my one of my relatives who's a doctor that I'm dropping um, biology, yes, I think he was um, quite shocked as well. Oh. And also, I think he's a little bit disappointed. Yeah, maybe 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 he wants me to like pursue medical field, but like yeah. But um, I would say I'm quite lucky because my parents actually supported my decision. Uh, maybe because they were science students themselves and also because my mom is actually a maths lecturer in university so she um she she was really supportive of me and she was like just go for it try take on the challenge so that is how i end up with the maths 
So um, I would say I'm very grateful that the people I'm most close with mm -hmm. um, are very supportive and also very understanding of my life choices. Yeah. It's great that your family is supporting. Yeah. yeah, it seems like everyone has a clear plan for their future. Definitely, along the way, we look up to certain people who act as role models where we discover our ambitions. I feel like we can share a little bit about them. My inspiration is Yuzuru Hanyu. He is a Japanese figure skater who is also a two-time Olympic champion. Actually, he suffers from asthma. Sometimes, after skating, he would lie on the ice, trying to catch his breath. It is amazing that he still continues to skate even after so many times of asthma attack. Not only did he have health problems, Han Yu was also questioned when he first started his career. Seniors did not believe in him, people on the internet mocked him, laughed at him, shamed him, but he did not give up. There are endless times that I really want to give up on something, but when I think about him, I ask myself, what right have I got to give up when someone like him is still striving for his goals? His passion towards figure skating drives him continuously and this kind of patience is something which I am lacking. I don't really have something that I am so passionate about, but at least for now, I know that I am interested in math. I admire his passion and I also admire his courage in pursuing his dreams. Not everyone can find something they really enjoy and not all of them is bold enough to take the risk. The most important quality that Han Yu has is that he is always happy. Even though he failed, he is still satisfied and he is still cheerful and optimistic because he tried his best. That was the best he could do. My favorite quote from him is, Effort will lie, but will never be in vain. What about you, Chi Chi? OMG, thank you for asking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so like my favorite person is G Dragon, the leader of Big Bang, a K-pop group. And he is also known as the king of K-pop. So like even if you don't know the name GD or Big Bang, you probably know their top hits like Fantastic Baby and Bang Bang Bang, which were all written by GD himself. And then he also personally designed and created the first light stick of K-pop for VIPs which is the name for Big Bang's fandom which became a huge hit and then every other company followed. So aside from being like a singer and songwriter, he is also a fashion icon who sets the trend. He challenged the stereotype of male idol and then his originality really inspires me. So one story about him is like when he was shopping with his friend in Osaka, he was making his way up to the third floor which was the woman's section instead of the second floor which is the men's section and then his friend was confused and then asked where he was going and then he said something like oh it doesn't matter i can wear anything i want because even even women's clothing would look good on me yeah <clears throat> so gd really challenged traditional gender ideals and proved that Fashion truly has no gender with unique mix of masculinity and femininity. And then he also inspired me to wear men's clothing even though people think that uh, boy don't look like boy and then girl don't look like girl. But then actually I've never been much more comfortable in my own skin after trying on male's clothing because you know I don't care about people's opinion anyways. So yeah you should never dress for others but 
yourself and then wear whatever you want. <laughs> so, another thought experiment. <laughs> so, if you're a guy and you never wore a dress, is it purely because you do not want to or because society deems that as unnatural so you've never even thought about it? If you're the latter, then go try on dress right now. <laughs> Now I'll pass it on to Peggy while the guys are trying on the dress. Hey, thank you. Okay. So why you guys are trying on that dress, right? Um, y'all should check out Dress by Taylor Swift. Because I'm, I'm going to talk about her now. Yeah. Um, so she's one of my biggest inspirations. Part of it is because um, she's, I would say, one of the most successful artists of her generations. And I know that a lot of people when they hear all Taylor Swift, they can think, oh, she writes a lot of love songs. That's all she ever sings about. Oh, she just dates a lot of men. And first, okay, I'm gonna address that here. Okay, so first of all, um, her success was largely found through her love songs. Yes, that is true. Um, and the fact that um love is something that is traditionally considered as something girly, and then anything that is considered girly is then considered as um, quote unquote less than. So then for her to succeed by doing something that is considered less than, um, I think it frustrated a lot of people. And so for that, she received a lot of um, criticism and judgment for anything that she did, even if like a guy would do the same thing. Like they are not judged the same way. Like there are so many male celebrities who have dated way more than she has. Like in short, in like in an even shorter time period. I'm not gonna list them out. Like y'all probably know already, okay? And a lot of critics actually said that um she can't have written her songs herself. Like there's no way that a woman can write good songs without a man leading her, right? Well, to prove them wrong, she proceeded to write an entire album by herself, and that album got a Grammy. So like, yeah, mm, yeah, you know, maybe, maybe don't don't use these gender norms to judge people, yeah. And and another thing about her is that she's achieved a lot of her dreams while still like keeping true to herself, even if there were times when she was like briefly led astray. Um, and now she's just doing whatever she wants, like whatever she likes, rather than like having to constantly prove herself to like her critics. Yeah. And another achievement of hers would be the transition from country to pop. Because the thing is, for any artist, um, when they transition across genres, it is a very, very risky move. You could risk losing like half of your fandom. But for her, her fandom just like doubled, tripled. Like her, her success just increased even further. So it was like just so impressive, you know, yes. just defying, defying the odds. And what's important is that she's not just inspiring because she's like, oh, a girl boss or whatever you want to call it. Um, it's because she's comfortable with her vulnerability um, and she's extremely in touch with her emotions. Like, And it's often the songs that she's most vulnerable in, that she's most open in, that have a lot of artistic value. So I think that's a very valuable lesson to learn that you don't have to succeed by like, being like a man and like yeah you know you can you can do things your own way as well yeah so Taylor's newest album just dropped on the day they were recording this yes right so I was actually listen to, listening to that album just now so it was great to hear Peggy talk more about her and share some of her stories so for me my biggest inspiration is Hwasa who is a Korean singer and rapper so when she first debuted, she was actually um she she received she received a lot of hatred due to her darkest skin tone, and a lot of netizens said that oh she doesn't fit in the Korean beauty standard. Mm-hmm. So um 
there's uh, once I was scrolling through social media right, and I saw this particular post about her. It was in a concert and she shared a story about her um, attending an audition. So um, she said that even though um, she impressed the company agents with her like impressive singing skills and performance, the agents actually turned her down and they said that she's ugly and fat. Ooh. So yeah, that's fair, right? Yeah. So she went back home crying, but she said that oh, those words are actually like a major turning point for her, and changed her view on things. So um, in that concert, uh, she said this quote: uh, "If I don't fit into this generation's standard of beauty, then I will have to become a different standard." So um, when I was like reading through the post, I was really impressed by what she said because. It really takes a lot of courage and confidence for a person to say something like this. And that sentence is actually very inspiring to those who are like struggling with their body image right now. So although she had like a lot of hard times at first, like she cried like I mentioned just mm-hmm. now, and also I'm sure she had um, a lot of like emotionally re- uh, emotionally wrecking times um, during in- uh, all throughout her career and also generally in life. But um, she didn't let the hatred like hurt her, but instead continued on being optimistic and just yeah, continue being strong. So her words and actions inspire a lot of her fans to like value, love, and appreciate themselves more. And I think these are all like very heartwarming stories and one of the best relationships a celebrity mm-hmm. can have with her fans. Yeah. Yeah, so after listening to all of your stories, I really love how everyone get got inspired by people from various backgrounds. And it's really interesting how uh, it's really interesting to see more and more celebrities or well-known individuals to step up and share their thoughts on certain sensitive topics. So now for the very last segment of today's podcast, We've prepared a special section, our very first Q&A session! <laughs> so before the shooting, we've collected some questions from our friends and they are inside this bowl right now. <laughs> and we'll pick a few of them and answer accordingly. So let's get started! Okay, you okay. pick the first one. Okay, I'll pick the first one. Okay, how bad is period pain? Oh, let's take this. Do you have anything to say, Charlotte? Yes, I have <laughs> a lot of things to say about this. <laughs> For me, when my period starts, hmm, the pain is from a from a from one to ten, it's two hundred. Oh my god! Oh my god. <laughs> it's so painful that I have to sit on a toilet bowl. Oh. For so long until I fell asleep. Oh, <laughs> oh my god. You can you imagine sleeping in pain? I I do not but I have to still experience this once a month for the rest of my life. Maybe mm, until until the day. <laughs> what about you? So for me, <laughs> so for me, I also have like you know a special relationship with my toilet bowl. Yeah, so um, it's not every time, but like there was once when I was having my period, and it was so painful. I was also sitting on my toilet bowl, <laughs> and I was like sweating all over. It's like I just finished showering, you know. It's so bad. 
and yeah, I was just sit- sitting there, and because it was so pain, I can't get out. I think oh. I, I think I sat there for like thirty minutes. Oh. Yeah, it was the, it was the longest thirty minutes of my life. <laughs> <laughs> but I would say period pain it depends on different people, mm-hmm. like different people like. What they experience is different, mm-hmm. and it can like differ from very mild to very strong, like very painful. So yeah, that's about period pain. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. So we want to one last question. Do you guys want to pick? I'll help. Okay. <laughs> Let's see. Why does society think that men and women can't be best friends? Oh, okay. I'll take this. <laughs> okay. So. Personally, I think that it's partly influenced by how um, male-female relationships, platonic, romantic, etc., are portrayed in the media. Because like often, like if you observe right when you watch movies, if there's like a male and female character that are like portrayed as like a main character with some significant role, most of the time a lot of people will think, oh, um, they're probably gonna end up together at the end of the movie, or like they're gonna probably end up dating, or like some have some sort of yeah. romantic thing going on, yes. right? Yeah, yeah. So I think that there's that expectation already. For like men and women, if they, if there's like, there must be something going on. You know, they they can't they can't be oh just friends or whatever. Yeah, so I think that has influenced um a lot of like, um, minds like as they grew up watching these kind of movies or reading these kind of books whereby, um there's that instant expectation when they meet someone of the other gender they're like oh there's that possibility for a romantic thing and like they completely forget that oh it could just be platonic. Yeah. Alright, guess I'm the last again. <laughs> so, yeah. so I think that well, if you're a guy and then you think that um guys and girls cannot be best friends, um I'd say that this is because you know you guys often approach girls with an ulterior motive, as in a guy wouldn't uh you know be friends with a girl without wanting to date them and like. You know, thinking they're attractive. Like guys wouldn't just like approach someone who, who you think is not attractive, lah. Yeah. So like, if that's your mindset, then you know, don't blame the girls for saying that. Oh, I just want to be friends. Yeah. <laughs> so um, yeah. So even if guys think like that, I think like um, it's not entirely their fault because society attributes so eh, attributes relationship and marriage. <laughs> as a metric of success Please. and then the patriarchy also requires men to be successful so yeah that's all my take yeah that's true i agree okay so wow time is running out oh, no. <laughs> okay now before ending i hope all of you listening to this podcast right now have like a better insight on how gender norms affect us women and also for the female female audiences we hope this topic is relatable to you and that we were able to represent your experiences and ideas in this episode Ultimately, gender norms and negative experiences gender minorities face are heavy topics. Um, we hope our audience today, you guys, can think about issues we've brought up today and also reflect on how we as individuals can contribute to making a change to overcoming um, these gender norms. Yeah. So yeah, heavy topics away! Thank you for tuning in and spending your time with us. This is the end of this episode. And we hope to see you again very soon. Bye. Bye. Thanks for watching. Bye. Bye.